Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, there's fresh Russian missile strikes on the Black Sea and Danube ports. Erdogan and Putin talks end in stalemate and India's to import 9 million metric tonnes of Russian wheat. Russia launched renewed missile attacks on port facilities in the Black Sea and Danube, which initially caused prices to spike, only for gains to be erased by the end of the day. The trade appears to be working on the premise that grain will continue to flow via the Danube ports and overland, which will keep the market adequately supplied. This presupposes that there is no escalation in the attacks on the Danube ports and that neighbouring EU countries allow easy access across their borders, which is not a given, regardless of what politicians may say. Logistical costs via road, rail, barge and ship are increasing and there are fewer insurers and vessel owners willing to accept the war risk. The Ukrainian port of Odessa was again attacked this week and there is nothing entering or leaving the Ukrainian Black Sea ports with talk of Russian blockades, mines and attacks launched by submarine. Those that believe they have covered their requirements may find it's not delivered in a timely manner with demurrage on waiting ships on the increase. A telephone exchange between Turkish President Erdogan and Putin yielded no progress, with Putin repeating that his demands will need to be met before any progress can be made. Erdogan promised to keep working to bring about a resumption of the Black Sea Grain Initiative, although it's unlikely he has any leverage with the EU and US on lifting sanctions. Turkey themselves have imposed no sanctions on Russia and benefit from shipping tariffs through the Bosphorus and were a major benefactor of grain imports via the corridor. The Kerch Bridge, which spans the Azov Sea through which 30% of Russian exports flow, was again closed this week. The bridge has been previously damaged by Ukrainian missiles and further attacks would be seen as a serious escalation which could impact Russian exports. There's been an upturn in demand from international wheat buyers, with Algeria, Tunisia and Egypt all in the market this week. EU import-export data has not been reported by Brussels for two weeks due to an IT glitch. Even the US managed to ship 581k this week against existing sales. It appears that Russia have increased their floor price to $250 FOB, with all Russian offers at the same price at the Egyptian tender – so much for a free market economy. On the plus side, the Russian price has risen from recent lows, which was sub $230. The Indian government is reportedly examining plans to import 9 million tonnes of wheat from Russia to boost domestic stockpiles amid rising prices. This supports the argument that Indian production is overstated and follows on from the Indian government's decision to ban rice exports, excluding basmati. It will be interesting to see how the USDA handle this in their August report as they currently have India as an exporter of 1 million tonnes. We await with bated breath. Weather continues to make headlines with dryness issues in Canada, Argentina, Eastern Australia, parts of the EU and US and Russian spring wheat areas. Rain at harvest may have downgraded Russian winter wheat quality from 12.5% protein to 11.5%. 
Closer to home, the UK harvest has been delayed by rain, which has caused some quality concerns, although in general the wheat is only just fit, and with a better weather forecast for the next week, we may still be OK. The UK 2023-24 wheat planted area was down 3% on last year, according to the AHDB, at 1.746 million hectares. This would produce a crop in the region of 14.5 to 15 million tonnes. It was 15.540 million tonnes in 2022-23. On to malting barley in the headlines for this week. European spring malting barley production is down. Poor weather continues to cause quality concerns and malt demand remains a big question. The European malting barley area had already been reported down from 6.24 million hectares to 5.97 million, with production forecast down 18% year-on-year to 7.88 million tonnes, previous year 9.56. Winter malting barley production is forecast plus 8.5% year-on-year to 3.5 million tonnes, previous year was 3.2. The shrinking total global barley crop size, along with the impacts from external factors, is giving support to malting barley prices. The reduction in the 2023 crop production is now putting more pressure on the Northern Hemisphere harvest progressing without any further issues. Any further quality and weather-related problems will add further price pressure. France is the highest-priced malting barley market due to two key factors – the continued turmoil in Ukraine and the reduction of malting barley production in Europe, led by a potential 30% yield fall in Denmark and slightly lower yields in France. The UK is now also adding a bullish tone to the malting barley market. Canada's crop has seen dry conditions, whilst the southern hemisphere looks good so far. As we've reported over the past few weeks, quality problems with the UK winter malting barley crop continue and this is now being made worse by heavy rain. Most of the winter barley crop in the south and east Anglia is now complete, but further north about 40% is still in the field and Scotland the same. Retention levels have been the main issue, with nitrogen levels very usable. There have been some reports this week at maltster intake points of pre-germ and sprouted grains being seen in the winter crop and this will only get worse over the coming weeks with the poor weather continuing. More spring barley samples are coming in and so far the quality has been good and yields average. Nitrogen levels are on the low side at an average of 1.60% across samples seen and retentions at 90%. Moisture levels have been increasing as growers try and harvest between the rain showers. Maltsters are taking up to 18-19% depending on intake locations, but we have seen samples at over 20% which will need drying before delivery. Hopefully harvest can continue next week if the weather improves, which will allow us to form a better picture of quality and availability in the UK and Denmark, which is so important this year. On to oilseed rape and the headlines. The Matif rapeseed remains volatile. There's wetter forecasts for the US Midwest and crude oil hits its highest since April. It's been a volatile few weeks for Matif rapeseed. After starting July in the 460 euros, the November contract closed above 500 euros a tonne for a couple of days before plummeting and currently trading in the 440s. Matif rapeseed found support last month following the gains in canola and soybeans on dry weather concerns in Canada and the US Midwest. 
Canola had been trading at six-month highs as the lack of consistent rain meant that yields continued to be revised lower and the market worried about supply. There was also concern for the US soybean crop, with the USDA rating 52% of the crop in good to excellent condition on Monday, which is the lowest for this time of year since 2019 and the second lowest since 2012, which was an historic drought year. However, this week, wetter forecasts for the US Midwest in August have weighed on the market. August is a critical month for soybeans as they reach their pod-setting phase, so traders will continue to monitor the weather closely. Chicago soybeans reached a three-week low on Monday, which also weighed on canola and rapeseed, which both fell around 3% on the day. The escalating tensions between Russia and Ukraine have also been a market focus. Soybeans, palm oil, canola and rapeseed futures all jumped sharply following the Odessa port attacks and the Russian Defence Ministry's statement that all Ukraine-bound vessels will be treated as a possible threat. The Kremlin bombing towards Ukraine and the targeting of the Danube ports has heightened concerns over the availability of edible oils from the region and keeps the market extremely volatile. Crude oil was trading at its highest since April on Wednesday before closing 2% down after the US credit rating downgrade. Crude oil has been supported by tightness in supply owing to the OPEC plus production cuts. Attention will be on the meeting of key OPEC plus ministers on the 4th of August when they'll review the market. Reuters reports suggest that OPEC Plus is unlikely to tweak its current oil output policy, with Saudi Arabia expected to extend their voluntary one million barrel per day cut for another month. And finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator, starting with feed wheat for September at £180, November £187, feed barley for September £155, November £167, and oil seed rape for September at 349 to 354, November 359 to 364. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular Openfield contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.